Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Keep my head up when I act, head up, that's a fact Never looking back, I'ma keep myself on track Keep my head up, staying strong, always moving on Feel I don't belong, tell my thoughts to move along Push myself to be the best, die with no regrets Live with every breath, see my message start to spread And I had so many dreams, then you hit your teens Life ain't really what it seems, try to find out what it means Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all the songs it's my only medicine, yeah Everything I do, I'm just being genuine Yeah, I'm sick of being screwed Feel my own adrenaline Yeah, I do just what I do And I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah I'm grateful, oh yeah Able, oh yeah I'm stable, oh yeah Everybody listen up, cause I'll only say it once I'm gonna show you all the path, if you want it bad I'm gonna show you where it's at, yeah, how you can get it back Yeah, cause I ain't never done, I'll be number one Working hella hard until I get just what I want, yeah Rise just like the sun, yeah, fatal like a gun Shooter's gonna shoot and I'm gonna shoot until I fall yeah. Let's do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all this art, it's my only medicine, yeah Everything I do, I'm just being genuine, yeah I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline Yeah, I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah A.K.A. Jesse, A.K.A. the host of the podcast. It's episode 88 on Topics on the Pod, where we bring the most dopest audio on the planet. Alright, guys. I told you I'll be back. I did it back. Last uh, podcast was uh, the 27th, right? That's when I did a podcast with Harvey Private. Now we're doing one solo as a non-guest-based podcast. Uh, but before we get into the podcast, guys, we're going to bring it to our sponsors. We're going to enter one sponsor today. It is our... Good old pals from Top Asterix, guys. About Top Asterix. Alright. I'm going to pull it up here. Yeah, if you think I would just have it. Alright, alright. Top Asterix. Top Asterix is a Chicago-born company specialized in nutricals, oils, and other bionicles, such as common cranium, they also do CBD. Their mission is to create fans that earn your business. We keep things fresh by limiting our inventory to the latest batch. In other words, we don't have a warehouse full of old product. We've opened our shop at the tail end of 2014. Based on our personal experience with different bionicles we have seen and have heard, 
firsthand how our products have helped people from around the world. We've built our business to help supply different types of herbal and traditional herbal remedies. We fully cater to the chemical compounding industry to supply a whole line of products that are fully tested for a GP's facility. The strongest weapon in the United States is a patriotic American. Yeah, we'll get to more of that later. Here at the Technical Pro Supply, we donate a portion of every sale to the PTSD Foundation of America because we believe that it is our duty to help those who have sacrificed their lives to defend our freedoms. Join us on our mission to build America pride and help our troops to overcome the devastating effects of PTSD. And it would be hard for you to be on the team. So, alright guys, so, about the product, you can use my, and now they have, because uh, I've said on the last broadcast that uh, they've had to give me a, a new link because they went to a new website and, and put up new product. So, not only can you use my link below in the description when you listen to these podcasts, which not only, I would say we recently joined with Amazon, we've also joined with Stitcher. So, uh, welcome on board if y'all, new, uh, if y'all listeners using Stitcher. Welcome to the podcast. So, you're going to listen now. This podcast on Stitcher, which is growing and growing. So, like I said, not only can you use my link in the description of your platforms that you're using to listen to this podcast. You can use my promo code STASH at S-T-A-S-H. Again, that is STASH. S-T-A-S-H. Save 15% off your order. All right, guys. That's the end of the ads. Top ass dress, guys. Support them because they support us. That's for sponsors. All right, guys. I know... <clears throat> I know, uh... Usually, if I don't have a guest, I'll talk about what's been going on. Usually, I'm thinking about that. Obviously... As we listen to the podcast, it's Tuesday. I'm recording here at about 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Alexa's house in you know, Texas. Uh, I gotta tell you guys, I've been listening to politics more than I have uh, in the last 20 years. <laughs> no, it's not like don't say 20 years. Like I know this is like the most politics I've ever listened to. To be honest, like I mean, I'm 26 of age, and I just remember just. As a kid, like, you know, we always a kid, we always think we'd be president, but I just remember as being a kid in elementary, I listened to George Bush, and everyone just, like, hated him, but, uh, it was more on our side, we kind of wanted George Bush because we were totally, like, you know, he's more, the Republican side is more pro-gun than Democrats, so, but, you know, we go on to, like, there's always a decisive of these presidents, so to, whether it be Democrats or Republicans, so, and then we went to, uh, and of course we had Obama, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Obama. So we we're going his dependency two terms, and now we have Trump. Yeah, guys. Uh, if you saw on social media, I voted last Saturday. So this is about the big thing it is, guys. Super Tuesday. So uh, we'll get into a little bit of debates how we feel about that. Uh, but I get I will get to say point on now. I mean, I'm not gonna say who I voted for. Per se, but it wouldn't matter if I said who I voted for anyhow. It's not, it shouldn't be who, who has a role model you look up to. It should be, especially when you're eight, you're eight, in America's standpoint, you're 18. Just do your own research, man. We had, we're in 2020. Today's time, you can look up both candidates' policies, your local policy, your local candidates. That, that's more, that's also important, guys. Not only people that don't, this is staying from voting. You got to go there and vote, guys, because not only do you have the president's, but you have your locals as well. Like, that controls more of your state than presidents. And if you're more in politics, you'd be more aware of that. So, either you for... And then now you can run in your own body. I mean, you can do Kanye West if you want. So, you don't have to between... Uh, it's more in Trump than Biden. So, if you don't have any candidate, you can know you have other choices. 
But yeah, I did want to get into some wrestling as well. So that's what I've been getting more into uh, since wrestling for me is kind of uh, like my interest, unfortunately. Because it's got to be crowds. Like, it's just with politics. Like, it's all about the people. <laughs> it's people who make it all with the with entertainment. I'm getting more entertainment with politics right now than wrestling, unfortunately. But uh, I did watch Hell in a Cell, so I will bring that up. And I'll put my thoughts into that. And, uh... Because there's a lot to talk about what's been going on. So I'm going to bring up the Hell in a Cell 2020 pay-per-view. Alright. says, Hell in a Cell was a professional wrestling pay-per-view in WWE Network event produced by WWE for their Raw and SmackDown brand divisions. It took place on October 25th, 2020. So yeah, it wasn't far off. Uh, it was originally supposed to be November 1st at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Man, they played this head ahead of time for all these scheduled dates. Uh, it was the 12th event under the Hell in a Cell chronology. It featured WWE's virtual fan viewing experience called the Thunderdome. I'm still, uh, I'm still not in favor of that either. <laughs> uh, seven matches were contested at the event, including one of the kickoff pre-shows in the main event. Randy Orton, oh, and similar. Yeah, let's cut it up. Cut it off there. I don't want to spoil it. We'll just get into the matches down here. It shows down here. Breaks down the matches, the results. All right, the pre-show. It was R True defeated Drew Gallic. Uh, singles match for the WWE twenty-seven or twenty-four-seven championship. Match went for five minutes twenty-five seconds. Uh, I'm just going to get to the point, like, I didn't watch this match at all, so I have no opinion on this. I mean, I'm still entertained with it, like, uh, pretty much, our, well, our troop is, like, the longest, what has this been going on for, like, two years of this, uh, 24-7 championship? Yeah, I think two or three years, but, since our troop has been the longest one, I remember him and, um, the other guy, he got fired and came, and then he uh, did, like, a video crying apology, then he, I think he got hired again, then I think he got let go again. And then, like, his wife was in the story angle. I don't know, it was between him and R-Truth. I remember that for the longest time. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging just, uh, I mean, 24-7 champions. I mean, I, I've even noticed, like, every time I've gone to the uh, WWE events since this title's been around, I have never seen it. <laughs> it's only for, I don't know, mainly just do it for uh, TV taping shows, but, all right. Uh, then we have Roman Reigns, champion with Paul Heyman, defeated Jey Uso. Uh, Hell in a Cell, I quit match for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, says since Jey quit, he and his brother Jimmy Uso, Jimmy Uso have to take orders and knowledge of Reigns as a tribal chief. Uh, had they refused, the Usos and their immediate families would have been exited, exiled from the... Basically, would be kicked out of the family. Uh... This is pretty much second part of the longest match of the night. Which for 29 minutes, 20 seconds. Yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't care less for the I Quit match. I mean, basically at the end, uh, he forcefully had to quit because of his brother. I mean, I'm doing this whole angle. Like, I'm glad uh, Raymond Rowe, they, they was able to pull the trigger to get Roman Reigns to heal. Well, it's just sad to see, like, you know, there's not a live crowd to see this <laughs> just yet. Well, let's see how it goes. What's up? We'll political turns when we get into that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, just, I'm digging this story angle. Like, I'm liking uh, how they got now his uh, cousins to join his empire. Now he's got to get uh, Nia Jax. Oh, my God. I don't know that. Nia Jax, yeah. 
They gotta get Nia Jax in the faction next, cause she's related to them. And then there's rumors like The Rock is gonna face it, uh, Roman Reigns and WrestleMania. We'll see how that goes. I mean, WrestleMania is gonna happen in Florida now. Apparently, I can look that up too, but I'm getting more of the breakdown of the results of the paper. Yeah, I thought the match was good. I mean, it's mean it's kind of meh. I mean, it's kind of good. Uh, getting a good uh, steam for Jey Uso. I mean, giving him like two back to back like championship pay per view title reigns, right? Even though we know it's not gonna happen. But it's good to have him. It's good to have him in the fact. I'm like I'm looking at this ro actually a Roman Empire now, right? In a heelish term. I mean, honestly, I don't really see the point of Paul Heyman since, like, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in the Brawl Lesnar feuds for so many years. So, I mean, I can see Roman Reigns going to do this by himself. But, hey, this is when I, oh, they want to add Paul Heyman to the mix. Hey, let's go at it. Because I'm, I'm calling it here, man. Uh, Brawl Lesnar's coming back in January. It's going to be face Brock Lesnar versus... <laughs> if they don't do The Rock at WrestleMania, it's going to be Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at uh, WrestleMania again. But this time they're just both switch baby baby face and uh, heel rolls. Because that'll be classic Vince. <laughs> uh, then we had uh, Elias defeated Jeff Hardy by disqualification singles match. Uh, going for seven minutes fifty seconds. Yeah. Uh, so they go. I mean, they kept going the storyline. I mean, now I know later on they're continuing on this feud. So I mean, this is kind of a throwaway. So it didn't really matter. To me, so move along. <laughs> I like both guys, but it you know we know it's a throwaway match. Uh, then we had the Miz with John Morrison defeated Otis contract holder with Tucker. Uh, singles match for for the Money in the Bank contract match went for seven minutes twenty five seconds. Yeah, basically Otis was that in that spot like uh, Baron Corbin and uh, Damian Sandow just didn't uh, pull went oh and uh, Mr. Kennedy that's a big thing. <laughs> when they first did that, like the, actually the contract holder actually wins, but actually doesn't get even cash it in. It's like Edge was that first. That's when he got the second right. He's like face Mister Kent. Like, well, what's even the point? Like, they just think they're gonna give him the uh, the the rocket strap, as I call it, right? And like Vince was like, "Now, nah, dude, nah, and they changed their mind. So, yep, Miz got it straight clean with his match. So. Yep, it was kind of a throwaway, so it sucks that we didn't get to see an Otis cash in, but right, that's what they wanted to do. So, now we'll see how it goes. Now it's more believable if Miz actually cashes in and retain, uh, wins, but we'll get into uh, later on for who we'll be able to cash it into. Uh, then we had Shasha Banks defeated Bailey by submission. Head on sale match with the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Match went for 26 minutes and 35 seconds. Like, all, like, we'll get into the other head on sale, but, like, all these head on sales went for the longest. Which is pretty good. And I would say on part, this was definitely the match of the night. Definitely the match, uh, especially the head on sale matches. Like, this was definitely the match. I enjoyed bell to bell for all these. These two ladies knocked it out of the park. Uh, it's a good actually see Bay I think this, this was Bailey's first head on sale match. And, uh, I remember the uh, Sasha and Charlotte Hell in a Cell match. That was a classic, too. Except for the end, because I remember that uh, table botch. But other than that, that was a great match. But yeah, these are like, for like everything being inside, yeah, they pretty much killed it. Like, I enjoyed this match a lot. Uh, we'll see how Sasha Banks actually is now the new champion. Now, let's see how she defends it, because that's usually the problem with her. <laughs> when she gets the title, she just loses it right after. But, uh, hey, I definitely see this uh, storyline going further. 
So I was not gonna be Survivor Series because we'll get into that. But uh, we'll see how it goes after then. After here, I love to see it. All right, then we had Bobby Lashley, champion, defeated Slab Jack. Was Slab Jack by submission? I haven't even followed this storyline. Uh, Seamus Smash. I mean, I mean, I've been watching more Raw. I mean, watch highlights. I I watch highlights and the and what's on Facebook, but that's about it. Like mainly pay per views, what I watch right now until I see more picked up by fans. Uh, yeah, this match went for three minutes fifty seconds. Like I'm saying, it's throwaway. Um, uh, I I, just, I don't know what's going on with you know, I mean the whole alliance with Bobby Lashley, uh, MVP. Like I I'm I'm enjoying that, but I mean with these what they're doing right now, it's you know it's kind of slow. So, just uh, just not really enjoy, uh, enjoying this this build right here. But I'm I'm enjoying the fraction they got. I'm I'm liking that. Just uh, this match is you know just yeah yeah it's forgettable. Uh, then we had the main event, which is Randy Orton defeated Drew McIntyre, champion, held in a seven match for the WWE Championship. Match for 30 minutes, 35 seconds. Yeah, uh, I'm just tired of seeing these guys going for the four or fifth time. Uh, now it looks like they'll probably go again because, you know, now Orton's champion, now Drew's going to get a shot. So, yeah, I knew it was eventually, I knew after the third time, and then, and then they set up this time, I was like, Orton's got to get it this time because this is just too many times. <laughs> Like, seriously. Like, I'm guessing now, since they actually pulled the trigger to Orton, I think Orton's going to carry it to WrestleMania and go against Edge. That's how, that's my bet right now. But uh, he may go against The Fiend in the next pay-per-view after uh, Survivor Series, but I don't think he's going to carry to WrestleMania. But yeah, this match itself was good. Uh, I'm guessing this wasn't on par with the... Uh, the Bailey and Shasta match, but it was, it was better... It was it was on par with the Roman Reigns, but like I said, I've seen these guys m multiple times already. I'm just ready to get this storyline over with, to be honest. But uh, I would say overall, the, this pay per view it's it's about average. We give it a three out of five. It's it's, it's nothing to write on about. Uh, especially it's weird to also see with the even though the spots with the hell cell, it's still weird to see it, but like not even a crowd can like react to it really, cause you know, cause they get still edit you know, how the sound goes with the monitors and everything, so. Yeah, I'll give this a show three out of five. Like I haven't watched uh, AEW or NXT. I heard NXT's. Uh, I listen to other uh, uh, wrestling podcasts. Left I mentioned, and they said like Halloween Havoc was like really the best uh, wrestling they've been all week. So I listen to uh, listen to that. So I have to. I can run. I can run through that if y'all haven't seen it. I could probably refresh my memory. So let me go back here. That was actually a taping, though. Let's get into here. Because it was like WCW. Now NXT. Yeah, it was on the 28th in Orlando, Florida. Let me pick it up. It's five matches. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano defeated. This is for the NXT guys here. I mean, I guess I can go in the beginning. Let's see. I'll do another backup because I don't know what happened here. Says NXT Halloween Havoc was a special episode of WWE's weekly television series NXT broadcast on USA Network. It took place on October 28th, 2020, at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. We know that. It says five matches contested. Let me see the background. Uh, Halloween Havoc is a professional wrestling event. Current produced by WWE, as the name implies, it is a Halloween themed show held in October. It was originally produced as an annual pay per view. 
by WCW from 1989 until 2000, as WWE at the time still known as WWF. Uh, purchased WCW in 2001. The 2000 event was the final Halloween having until WWE revived the show for the NXT brand in 2020. Wow, so they've been owning that for 20 years and this is now released it, right? Just because they owned it. Uh, like I was saying, this is the results. The Johnny, Johnny, the Johnny Organo. <laughs> Uh, defeated Damian Priest in a Devil's Playground match for the NXT North American Championship. Match with for 21, 21 minutes and 5 seconds. Uh, Santos Escobar defeated Jack Atlas. Singles match, 3 minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, Dexter Lummis defeated Cameron Grimmins by submission. Honda House of Terror match. Didn't even have a time limit. As it shows on here. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated... Rago Gonzalez, Gonzalez, uh, singles match match for thirty minutes two seconds. Uh, Io Shiria defeated Candice LeRae in a t uh, tables allowed in scars match. So I say her scars are scared scares match for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, went for sixty minutes and thirty seconds. <laughs> I like how they put the notes here. It says uh, the event was held without a paying audience due to the COVID nineteen pandemic in the United States, though it. Featured a live crowd of WWE wrestlers, trainees, and selected selected invited fans. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, so there you go. There's this uh, Halloween Havoc. Yeah, it's really interesting they have the first Halloween Havoc, but also with no crowd. So, man, that sucks too. Alright, so we're back out of here. But yeah, also this is a keep updated with the uh I've no I've talked about it before, I think it was like a couple of podcasts back. How the W's doing uh cutting off uh current active superstars uh third party they can't basically like do third party stuff like cameos, Twitch, YouTube and all that. So basically AJ Styles quit. He's basically, you know, goodbye for now to his Twitch, but uh come back. And then Paige is actually trying to fight it, which I can understand that. I understand it completely from any both sides. But not really. I can say both sides because you have to do the trademark, but both side, over the other side, it's like, well, I mean, they're going to have extra money somehow and really has nothing to do with the job. I mean, AJ, has, he's really good with his because he can make, you know, millions of dollars with his contract and Paige knows what wrestling she really does backstage work i mean she actually had on she was on the show backstage but you know it didn't last long it actually got canceled even though it had cm punk so i tell you how it goes with this show <laughs> but yeah actually her she's you know actually trying to make a build an audience i mean she's got so many subscribers on twitch you know you the basic subscription for twitch is five dollars so she's making pretty good change for herself just doing it on twitch so i can see and then you can tell she's not probably not making as much money as WWE now so and they're gonna be released her any time, so uh, yeah, I can see her trying to fight that. So, Rob, uh, you know, I've also if y'all listen a long time on the podcast, I, I support on uh, Ryback and his uh, his business, Feed Me More Nutrition. But he's a he has a big take on that as well. I definitely recommend you listen to his podcast. The uh, the, the big guy, the big guy. It's a conversation with the big guy. It's like he's changed his format a few times, but also his his conversation with the big guy. You just type in the cards a bit little right back, you'll be able to find it. But he's a big take in that. I'll listen to him because he's he seems like more of like, his stories um from leaving WWE. And now I'm 100 percent know he's gonna go to AEW. So 
Like, that's good on them. No, no, I'm keeping, uh, I would, co- I would uh, support Rachel and keep it on with the keep fight. Like, I would think, I saw the AEW, like, that's the, I don't think that'd be bad on WWE for them to, like, uh, cancel that like, just for more greed because they've had that, they just now get in this policy and they've done it for, like, what? I would say Twitch is, how long Twitch has been going on for 2013, right? Or 2011, so they got it for that long. Almost, let's see, so it's been like 10 years, and then now all of a sudden, nobody wants to take that over. I think that's what's just messed up. Not right. It's not right. And then AEW is opposite. Like, no, I guess yourself over. So, if anything, I would hurt WWE in the long run, because as soon as I was guarantee you, like, get a lot of, well, honestly, people will get their uh, contracts out. They're not really uh, do well, they don't think in WWE. I think they're going to go to more AEW. So, but hey, we'll just see how it goes. So I want to bring in some. Uh, I know there's gonna be a uh, AW pay per view coming out real soon in a week and a half. Let's see. Yeah. That uh, says the next event on AW pay per view is All Out, which is supposed to be held on September fifth, twenty twenty. One of AEW's major pay-per-views, Double or Nothing, is scheduled for May 29, 2021. NGM, Grand Gordon, Paradise, Nevada. So it's back in Nevada. That's interesting. All right. Let's see if I can get some AEW news. So you just don't have news. We usually just go my Google News. It's in the For Me section. But we'll just go into AEW. Look at the news here. Trying to get on support both brands. I'm still a fan of W and AEW. Let's see. There you go, guys. If you want to actually get tickets for the, it says ticket details announced for upcoming AEW full gear pay per view. This tickets. Oh, this is like their wallpaper. Yep, Saturday, November seventh. So that's like next. Yeah, next Saturday. Or is it this Saturday? Yeah, this Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. Awesome. So I'm gonna watch that. We'll be able to review that. Uh, you know, if uh, we count. You know, if we're not burned out from the election, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. You definitely know I'll get the nuts. Po- I'll, I'll definitely have a podcast. Uh, I'll leave more Sunday so I can actually uh, tell the results of the pot. I may do like a live stream on Twitch on uh, Full Gear. Let's see if people like that. You react to that. And then uh, still do a podcast probably Sunday either or. So, yeah, let's get into Let's see what's down here. Yeah, it says this. Tickets on sale on October 30th, so tickets are already on sale, and it says tickets are $40, not including fees. Alright, it says, all of the league wrestling have been announced, the ticket details for the upcoming AW Full Gear pay-per-view, which is set to take place next Saturday, November 7th, I mean, this, I mean, I was reading from old, it's the old post, so, yeah, because this was made October 30th, so, yeah, November 7th, from inside of the Daily's Palace in Jacksonville, Florida. According to the announcement, fans would be able to start purchasing tickets. Uh, here, I said that beginning $40. Similar to AEW's last several shows, the first several rows of the venue will be blocked off as safety precautions for the COVID 19 pandemic. Wow. Okay. Here. Yeah, so it looks like you still get some tickets over there. You can still go see the show. You want to do that so uh yeah i guess we could talk a little bit of halloween guys i uh, hope everyone had a great halloween i had a great halloween uh trying to help this lady everyone was uh taking out their families to go trick-or-treating 
mainly here, I mean, I was like, people weren't going, like, door to door. What I've seen, I met up with my friend Micah and our friend, mutual friend, Devaris uh, and his, uh, his girlfriend. So, that's we decided to go to, I mean, they, I didn't have any much plans, so I had work here at home. But after we got done, that was about... And then we started to like... I uh, was going to meet up in Austin at 7 o'clock. I rode with them because I was going to drink. But, you know, I'm drinking drive. So, I wasn't... I wasn't driving. So, I get to roll with my cousin. I get to drink and drive. Or, I don't get to drink... I don't drink and drive. So, it's like he drives when I get to drink. So. But, yeah. I went to Marshmallow. You can check out my social medias on the videos I did for that. <laughs> I was going to pull up that, uh, actually a newscast in Austin actually want to use my video. Because a lot, it looked like it was like a, it looked like reporting like a fake shooting there. I saw people running everywhere. But, uh, I mean, there was a guy, there was a guy, I mean, basically, I can take a look briefly. We, we, we just basically just drove under 6th Street. I can tell you guys, there has been, I haven't been in 6th Street in like three years since, uh, the X. And I can tell you, it's been... It's just more homeless people that I've imagined there. I mean, there's an underpass for right under 6th Street. I mean, there's people in the Austin area. I know what I'm talking about. Like, it used to be, like, no people under there. Especially the first time I went to 6th Street. Like, that was at 21. That was five years ago. Five years ago. Like, it was pretty... There was, like, no people under there. That was Saturday as well. And now, see... Now you go down, it's like the whole underpass is just full of homeless people. But uh, as as we got through the sixth street itself, I mean, we went to uh, uh, the Gus's famous chicken uh, that Joe Rogan talked about in his podcast. I wasn't really a big fan. We ordered chicken like all of us, but we were really disappointed. It really mu pretty much uh, tasted like KFC chicken. I mean, nothing wrong with KFC chicken. I'm just saying, like, for a big uh, on par restaurant that says world famous chicken, like it's just have the same kind of burning and the seasoning as like KFC. So, but yeah, I even talked to the waitress about it. I was like, oh yeah, I actually served his wife. I didn't even know it was him until they said something. So that's interesting. So it looked like Joe and his wife went there. But yeah, because you know, Joe Rogan lives in Austin now. So that's why I want to check it out. And yeah, it wasn't that great. But then we went to 6th Street. I was in the marshmallow outfit. Uh, half the bars were closed. A lot of the things were going, usually go on 6th Street. It wasn't going on. Uh, like Cheers, Cheers is like one of the longest bars out there since since ninety three. It was cl it's closed now. I remember Cheers definitely because that was like one of the last bars I went on the on a bender on twenty one hitting all the bars for my twenty first birthday. And Cheers was like the last place I went to go like get a uh, a Guinness bomb. But yeah, it was closed. We went to uh we went to they went to a couple bars. I didn't go in because every bar almost every bar there was like the ten dollar cover charge and. With me, I save money and like I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Unless the club is like the club is like really popping and it's like no, it's just going really going in. But I found a saloon. I want to shout out to us. I want to. I don't remember the name. But uh, I want to shout out that saloon though. That was free to get in. But it was right next to this other club. I think the Celo. I think that's what it's, I believe it's called. And there's this, I think it's because of the ATN Up Club. I mean, that's what other people were saying when I was so. It was like the longest line in that whole place. You can check it out in the video. Because uh, then all of a sudden we see a sea of the cops and then a fire truck. And then that's where people were like running around. Because I think people were like, you think that was a fake shooting. But I think at the end of the time, like no one really knew what was going on. Our side, we didn't really know. 
there's like hipsters behind me saying you need to calm down what's going on but I'm gonna say hey we need to get out it's, it was almost like 2 a.m. anyway for us to anyway get last call even though I forgot it was fall back but I mean it was time to go to go anyway it's about 1 2 a.m. anyway with the fall back daylight savings time so yeah I think about you see running around it's time to go so we got some water burger coming back uh Thankfully, I just all I had was oh I had a pizza there a pizza there on six three two that's a good thing. If you ever go to six three, oh they do like close. I was originally gonna get uh Carolina Reapers because, uh they had a hot sauce uh, store down there, and I was gonna get some and I was gonna do it for YouTube and yep they were closed they shut down, so not only Cheers down the hot sauce store they only had down there was closed as well. You could actually get exotic peppers like, like full on big size Carolina Reaper peppers that I remember at the store. So I was one of the things I was gonna go there too, you know, Sixth Street. But no, nope, it closed down. So because of COVID, sadly. But I'm hoping uh, maybe they come back. But uh, it did say permanently closed, so I guess it just had to shut down, unfortunately. Uh, I could have to get it online. But yeah, it's just sad to see all these stores down. But yeah, we just had a. Uh, I just had like a few beers and just barely got back. I wasn't really overdoing it because I'm talking before after that uh that whiskey is with that last podcast. I'm like I'm kinda slow down. I'm just gonna be sticking more on regular beer and seltzer. I had a couple of seltzers going up into Sixth Street and then I had a few beers at the place. But yeah I'm trying to remember I'm trying like I'm looking at my Twitter now with the uh where the uh Kalex with the I think it was Kalex Let's sure, make sure I can't go. It's, it's not letting me switch over. Here we go. Yeah, it says Marin Austin. From Marin, Marin on Fox Fox 7. That's where they want to use. They said, they said they're reaching out from Fox 7 Austin. They said, can you use this video for a newscast tonight, Sunday? And you go to my Twitter and you're like, I approved it. So, But like it was like too late when I saw the video. So I don't know if they're able to use it or not. So it looks like I got 64 views on my Twitter. So if y'all want to check that out. Also, guys, I want to ch- oh, no, promote out. I'll put in the description, too. I'll keep putting my description until the... Let's see. I think I'll be able to be able one more time. Yeah. Because uh, I will do... probably going to do another podcast on the 8th. And I'm going to try to get another video. Big video out, too. Promoting uh, my PS5 giveaway. Because you have, guys, you... All you have to do, guys, is you go to my description, you go to my YouTube channel, I'm doing a PS5 giveaway. That's right, guys. It's, not, it's no bullshit. It's a PS5 giveaway. All you gotta do is go to that video that I talk about the PS5 giveaway. You get the video 10K likes. You get my YouTube channel 100K subscribers by November 11th and by on November 12th when the PS5 is released. I will do a live stream giveaway on the comment picker. And whoever wins the comment, you have to you have to comment too, guys, because I'm looking on the video, guys. It's getting it's getting more views, but uh, I'm getting I'm seeing likes. I'm I'm appreciating all the likes. It's overpowering, but uh, you gotta I'm seeing half the comments. Like there's like more likes than comments. So you gotta like not only like the video, guys. You gotta like, and you gotta comment, and you gotta subscribe. That's the only way I'm gonna know who who's gonna be the winner. You gotta like, and you gotta subscribe to the channel, and you gotta comment. You gotta comment on the video so I can pick the winner. Cause I can't see who subscribed and who liked. It's a lot. I mean, it's, I can see it, but it's a lot better if you just do a comment. So if you just comment, that's all you gotta do. I'll be out. You get you in. 
Oh yeah, guys, and I'm also uh, post down here. I'm gonna rest. I'm gonna say rest in peace, Sean Connery, guys, from the OG James Bond. That's uh, I posted on like Diamonds Are Forever is like one of my favorite movies from him. Like uh, not only him, like the other, like I did. I saw like a picture of all the James Bonds. Someone showed like a piece of that picture back up. I can't bring it up, but I remember watching Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan like on the Spike Channel growing up as a kid, <laughs> or uh. Yeah, the Spike Channel. I remember it was just like a lot, all Bond movies one night, like a whole Bond marathon. And like, just see these two guys were great. Now, I mean, I'm more watching Daniel Craig's new stuff. I'm enjoying that. But I'm saying like growing up, like Sean Connery and Pierce Morgan's Bond's list was great. So, let's see, rest in peace. You know, I mean, a lot of people never like him as a, a guy whole, but like his, his movie's character, James Bond, is, is great, man. So, rest in peace to... Rest in peace to the OG Bond, man. Alright, go for Twitter here. Okay, back here. Let's see, where's my Google? Oh, yeah, I guess I gotta sit over here. So it looks like they pushed back uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm about upset with that. Originally, it was uh, November, right? This coming month. And now they pushed it back December 5th. Unfortunately. I say the article so we can bring I'll bring up just for this. Let's see. Let me. I got one here from two days ago. It's, it's from Essentially Sports. The CD Project Red has lost billions owing to Cyberpunk twenty seven seven delays. Well, I may have to go back because like I did say this earlier, so maybe they changed something up. Okay, this one day ago. Wow, this is from day. This is a day. This is from Daily Sabah. This is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. In between never ending delays, crunch, and death threats. What is that? It's for Daily Sabah, should I say? It says, "Who would have guessed that a game who's developed kicked off around twenty twelve will make so many headlines years later, even though it has never been played by the public? When Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was first released to the public, it nearly it was nearly eight years ago, and the luckiest of us were rocking Navitas then." Flagship GeForce GTX 690 or console-friendly folks were struggling with the PlayStation 3 never-ending updates, rarely finding an opportunity to even play a game. Xbox 360 was doing much better, nearly dominating the console scene while the machine that would later become the absolute king of the eighth gener console generation of PS4 was in the making. Yeah, that's true, because I had the Xbox 360 with the PS3 and I with the PS4, mainly. I mean, I had the Xbox One, but I mainly played the PS4. Uh, since during the time, the people behind Cyberpunk 2077 were also working to develop the wildly successful Witcher 3 Wild Hunt after having moderate and relatively big successes in the series' pro predecessor, The Witcher and The Witcher 2 Assassin's of Kings. Uh, after Witcher 3 was released finally in 2015, the team of Poland's CD uh, project read more or less focused on their much anticipated Cyberpunk 2077, which they've been developing for at least three years at the time. After about five years and many broken promises, uh, we were still waiting for the game nobody doubts will perfectly portray a sci-fi dystopy, but this is where all the controversy starts. And it says, here a game that never comes. When Cyberpunk 2077's first trailer was released, a 22-year-old I'm now 30 and still haven't played this game. It is good. Understandably, for a AAA title to take so much time to develop, but eight years is kind too much. 
uh, in my opinion, a at 2019's E3 conference, the initial release date for Cyberpunk 2077 was set for April 16, 2020. We were all amped up, starting to save money. Oh, that so that was the yeah, that was the first release in April. Uh, it says starting to save money for a new graphics card to see uh, Night City in all its glamour, but our plans to enjoy the potential masterpiece were about to be crushed by the upcoming coronavirus pandemic. As for all the sectors, the gaming industry took a big hit from the pandemic. Even though people's interest in gaming consoles and PCs skyrocketed due to the overwhelming boredom, steaming from being stuck at home during lockdowns, the, the development process of the upcoming games were basically battered. Everybody was trying to adapt to the new lifestyle imposed upon virtually all humans around the globe, and Poland was a, a long struggling with its fair share of COVID-19 cases. So the war... Warshaw-based studio CDPR was, of course, ha having many problems that were collectively causing the seemingly never-ending delays. The game was first delayed to September 17th and then to November 19th. After two delays, the internet and social media were basically plastered with memes. Some called the game a hoax that would never be published. A few decoded... Uh, Doctor, now famous yellow image v CDPR, used to make announcements for delays instead, writing silly things meant to, meant to make you angry until you realize it's a joke after reading it. After the last delay, the absolute unacceptable was about to happen. It says death threats for delaying game. It says a tweet was shared on 2077's official Twitter account, informing the public that the game has been delayed once again, this time by 21 days to December 10th. Send social media into a new frenzy. The horrible news was confirmed by uh, Andre Sanoisi. I'm sorry for butchering that word, but I can't pronounce that. Let's see. I want to. Here, I'll do it right. I'm gonna see if I can do. It. I want to have this. this I want to have this handy with me, so y'all can just maybe y'all can hear this. I think it'd be a lot better. As I try, I'm I'm trying to pronounce words. Like some words are on my vocabulary. All right, here we go. Andres Abaski. Andreas Abaski. See, there we go. There I learned it. All right, now back to the article. Right, Andreas Zabowski, a senior game developer at CDPR. It says, I want to address one thing in regards to the summer cyberpunk game delay. I understand you're feeling angry, disappointed, and want to voice your opinion about it. He said, however, sending death threats to developers is absolutely unacceptable and just wrong. We are people just like you, Zada Whiskey added, making me facepalm myself so hard I almost broke my neck. Oh, wow. Well. How unacceptable, how inhumane, how uncivilized. I mean, have you have you seen the American people yet? <laughs> I mean, we used to fight over fucking Szechuan sauce, man. <laughs> we'll fucking send death threats to fucking anything. I mean, it's just the truth. We're crazy, man. Y'all know it. As I was saying, you'll fight, fight over McDonald's Szechuan sauce. People fight over uh, 
every Black Friday over just TVs. You just save like a couple hundred bucks anyway for online. It says, uh, it says, yes, they may have broken their promises. Yes, their game may have already gone gold. Yes, they were technically lying when they said no more delays on Twitter, but we have been, uh, we've all benefited from some empathy. It says the CDPR team has been developing this game for PC, PS4, PS4 Pro, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, uh, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, and even Google Steaming Game Service Stadia that no one plays. And amid all the problems associated with the pandemic, I might add uh, the well-being of just one developer at CDPR is more important than the release of not one Cyberpunk 2077, but a thousand potential successors in the series. This behavior also serves to show how prevalent toxicity is in the gaming world today. Maybe it's time to think why that is and how to prevent it. Crunch Unacceptable 2. Bring this up here. It says, when we look on the other side of the coin, we can see a lot in economy, or in companies, I say. Rester 2, allegations of crunch were first revealed by Bloomberg reporter Jason. Oh, it's another one. All right. I know you're going to improve on my pronunciation. Here we go. Jason Schreier. Schreier. Jason Schreier. Okay, I found it. I was like, yeah, the, uh... 20, 270 to win. You know, we need 20, 270 electoral votes. Alright. I can bring this back here. But yeah, Jason Shear, which goes to the CDPR, is not innocent either. Crunch, for those unfamiliar with the topic, is basically modern-day slavery. Nowadays, it is common in the gaming industry that it has become a culture, a culture or belief that exploits employees' passion to produce results that comes at the expense of their mental, mental health and continues despite the extreme fatigue and stress they experience. Anyone who experienced or written about crunch culture knows that it doesn't have to be mandatory be the mandatory. Mandatory. I don't know. I say it twice, but it's on there. When all of us embraces crunch, you're in the they're constantly working nights and weekends because it's what you expected of you. Shiri says sometimes your boss would tell you to stay late. But often it just happens. Maybe you're given too many tasks to finish in eight hours. Or maybe maybe you just don't want to be the first person out the door. In this article, which received misreactions, Shear says he only details the recent crunch at the CDPR and adds the company had imposed months-long crunches on its employees before saying that crunch existed at CDPR for a long time. This puts the CDPR into a tough and hypocritical position as it was the first game developer to announce at its anti-crunch stance. Still, it's earned little praise when it, it has addressed the issue in the email. Starting today, the entire development studio in the Overdrive CDPR, Chief Adam Bottle Whiskey. Bottle Whiskey. That's literally just like, come on, I would have just sounds out to me. Bottle whiskey. Let's see. I'm about to write on this. Adam Badowski. Badowski. Okay, not Badowski. Badowski. Adam Badowski. 
So Adam Badowski allegedly said in an internal mail leak to the press, telling employees to work your typical amount one day of the weekend. Basically six days a week. Badowski also undertook responsibility for their decisions. Uh, it says, I took upon myself to receive the full backlash for the decision. I know this is in direct opposition to what we said about crunch. It is also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back. Uh, that crunch should never be answered, but we extended all the problem means of navigating the situation. He said, the crunch crunches are at least expected to be paid owing to polished labor law situation around 20. Cyberbook 2077 is surely muddy, but I hope it is released in time on December 10th so we can enjoy the uh, gorgeous dystopia that nice city is. So come on, CDBR, we have a city to burn. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm ready to play that game. I just finished Crash 4, guys, if you've been watching on my Twitch. Uh, it's a great game overall. Uh, the last two missions, or I would say the mission, second to last mission on the original main storyline is really aggravated the hell out of me, but... Overall, great game. Great game. Definitely lo love another spiral game now. No twitchy, y'all. But, uh... Well, I would have played, uh... Cyberpunk 27 this month, but I guess we have to wait another month. It's all good. We're probably going to go back to Cuphead anyhow. So, I'll go in. I'll fill in for the Twitch stream in for the meantime. Which we made switch. I made switch home to the because I am in the process of working on my uh, DJs. I'm doing, I like to do a DJ set on Twitch. I haven't announced that recently, but I'm recently now. Now on the Super Tuesday podcast, so if that is in the works. I just know I'll order some more. Uh, I gotta put. I gotta add more stuff to my DJ stand. I got a whole setup. I can just order some more uh, clamps to the lights. Looking more secure setup. And or some more Ethernet cables, because I have short-ass Ethernet cables. You'll be watching my Crash 4 streams. But I bought some 15, 15-foot 15 Ethernet cables, so I can go all throughout any rooms I put in my router. So, Because i got to have a router on there. So even when I do plan on uh, streaming for my DJ set, definitely going to have that Ethernet cable connected to the router. So we'll have the best uh, connection I can get for that. But yeah, I want to close out the... Uh, Article over there. All right, guys, I need to talk about what you're in 2020, about running off the end of the hour. So, and so we may do, you know, maybe the final podcast before we go to break into a civil war. <laughs> no, I'm all serious, guys. Like I said earlier, do your do the research, guys. You're, you know, over 18, you could vote. You know, obviously, if you're a legal citizen, you could vote and not a felon. That's how I looked at it earlier when I was listening to all these speeches. Are both Biden and Trump. Like, I've listened to both parties. And as long as I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, they don't go any uh, prisons or anything. Because <laughs> uh, they know they can't get their vote. Because uh, basically, when you look at it, you know, correction, I'm like, prisoner felonies, convicted felons, or second class citizens. It's just the way it's set up. Because they're not just not allowed to vote. I think, they I think they'll change after. I mean, that was the point of getting out, right? Corrected. To be able to vote, but you can't even do that now, or until they change it if they ever do. But yeah, I went over to this website here. It's twenty seven to win. Just kind of looked over over it a little bit. So 
kind of refreshed it. Like I said, recording here about 7 a.m. now. Just got here running out of the hour. Oh, yeah, before I wait to hear, guys, there's another uh, wrestling topic. I know uh, apparently WWE and Netflix got a good deal. Like, now they're doing this uh, documentary. See, I forgot how many parts. This is going to be part long documentary for, over Vince McMahon. That's going to be interesting because they don't know it's going to. I mean, WWE's on their hands on it, so obviously they're probably going to do more on the good side. Or show more of, you know, the good stuff. Good, good, what well, looks good more in Vince McMahon, you know. It's not like Dark Side of the Ring, but some mad documentary. It's, <laughs> it's like the Last Dance Netflix series. Of uh, Vitamins documentary, so I mean, I'll just enjoy it and see overall and see how it go, how how it turns out. But hey, we'll see. I just want to get more of the <laughs> wrestling news out of there before we get into more politics here. Uh, but yeah, I got on this website. It says twenty twenty president elect polls. It is. Refreshed, so it's updated. Uh, since this page displays the current 27 to win, uh, winning polls average of each state. Because I won't do a lot, because uh, pretty much who's gonna win this, I'm gonna be at work on my gimmick job at the hospital. So, I'm not gonna be able, I'll be able to watch updates live by phone, but I won't be able to obviously, you know, do on social media, unfortunately, right at this time being the way my work situation goes. So, one day, maybe when I'm a uh, full time, what I want to do, I'll be able to do that for y'all. But as for now, I'm going to do this. That's why I'm getting the podcast out today for y'all. But it says, uh, what, are, what that is not applicable, the most recent 2020 presidential polls is used. I don't trust that, but Discord keeps going off. It says, use this sort of view the polls in different ways. Select a state name to see its presidential voting history. Select the link below each chart to see all the polling details for the, for the state. Numbers in the Patherneys represent this uh, the state's electrical votes. I'll put this in the description as well, guys. So, so this is the last day to vote, so you can go and vote. I'm putting this in the morning time, so. Uh, no, I know each state is different, but I know, I'm not sure how it's my own county, too, but I know my Saturday that I voted it was like 12 hours, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so. Listen, and I know by law, they if you're uh, standing outside, Bottom bone, but they cannot deny you to leave until you got to know your vote. But yeah, you can click, looks like you different dates in your states. Look like it's, uh, like I'm seeing more red and blue over here. Even though there's like other websites I kept seeing currently, that's like, uh, Biden had more, uh, had more votes. But I'm seeing them here. I'm seeing by state-wise, look like it's more colored red. But hey, that's what's going on as I'm recording the podcast. All right. Let's see. Let's see. We'll get into one more Google News topic. What we'll do, my friends, mention. <laughs> I said we'll go to my for me section but I just give it a website you can go to to keep up with the editorial uh, votes there you go this code posted 28 minutes ago from the Washington Post this is election 2020 live updates 20 or tr- I don't know I got 20 Trump to make election day appeal on tw- TV as Biden heads to Pennsylvania 
Let's see. I want to check down here to see anything else popped up. Dude. Yeah, like I said, guys, before, uh, or some of my social media that all the pre orders been sold over Xbox Series X and S and PS5. It was like Forge just put out something, so, I mean, it wouldn't be my former section if y'all listen to a long time podcast. I've been talking about somewhat PlayStation involvement, so I think we'll do read this article from Forbes, and then I'll leave off with the. The election 2020 live updates because this is cool, a little political podcast episode. But we'll get some gaming right here. Alright, and I like Forbes. They don't like the bad blocker though. Alright, refresh here. Okay, here we go. Alright, it says two more chances to order a PS5 or Xbox Series. X slash S. It says at this point, I think we can safely say that pre-orders are done. I suppose it's always possible in a dim way that some new stock might pop up next week, but I feel like all the guaranteed costs of coming on our way at launch have been locked down, and so we can remove the word pre from our lexicon here. We're talking about orders now. Regular old orders, and there will be some upcoming chances to snag a next-gen console. The first chance will be launch day for both consoles, November 10th for Xbox Series X Plus S Worldwide, November 12th for PS5 North America, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Singapore, and South Korea, and November 19th for PS5 and the rest of the world. Microsoft has talked about there being more stock available on launch day for their next-gen consoles, and I've at least been able to find this tweet from Target, talking about additional launch day stock for PS5, and here's what appears to be noticed for Best Buy talking about online-only stock. For launch day, other retailers will likely have either online or in stock available on launch day. But Sony, for its part, has warned about extremely limited stock. All three next-gen consoles are likely going to be difficult to find. Since after that, we're moving into launch territory. Where there will likely be stock made available at different retailers at an intermittent basis, but there is at least one second chance that we all will get. Since Best Buy has already said that it will, be, it will have next-gen console stock on Black Friday, sending out its ad much earlier than usual this year. Since we don't have word from other major retailers yet, but I'm going to assume at least some of them will have stock available. It says, so keep these dates in mind if you're chasing after some new hardware, but be aware that these things are just going to be hard to find for a little bit. This is absolutely part of the course, though I had to guess I expect PS5 shortages to extend longer than Xbox shortages. If you want, to, if you want one, you'll eventually be able to get one, but it may take a bit. Yeah, man, I've heard, I've heard stories, man, like, uh, we're not actually going to go get Crash 4, like the GameStop. The GameStop lady actually told me they're they're not getting there until, like, in the spring. That's what I was told. So, I don't know how's all the retail. I mean, they're showing that from Target and Best Buy, but I would say from GameStop perspective, from this point, they said... I mean, that's just one person, though. So I'm not saying all... I'm not... She wanted to speak for all GameStop, but it's just saying she said... They're not getting anything until spring. So, another four months. All right. So that ends that. 
And we're going to send off with the article here from the Washington Post. Just trying to play this video. Let's see what they say. I'm going to go Discord notifications. All right, here we go. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. Let's keep showing them who we are. We made history together four years ago. Showing Biden in Pennsylvania, and I was showing uh, Trump in Michigan. It was like their latest like campaigns. You gotta watch both of them. Oh, and tomorrow we're going to make history. It was like their last again. ones, both for the election. It says on the final day before election day, President Trump and his Democratic rival Joe Biden uh, cross or crisscross country. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if this made, like, news outlets, but I just saw it, like, on social media, like, uh, when Biden was going through Texas, like, all these trucks with all American flags were just, like, escorting Biden out. Oh, man, that was just a trip. That was, like, really? <laughs> it was, like, on the interstate, like, the Biden, Biden campaign bus, and, like, all these, like, in Texas rednecks, us, we kind of fucking escort him out. Oh, man. I guess I'm gonna tell you, I got a new uh, vaporizer too. I got the uh, the mighty, but I can't uh, I can you know I can't review it on YouTube because you know the laws on YouTube policies. Even though some people, I mean, it's really tricky. We know, like I was saying, I did try to I did review top asterisks on there, and they took it down. YouTube took it down, so I'm not putting any any tobacco cannabis devices on there until they change it fully because it's kind of it's got a tricky slope. Some people. Make it through. Some people don't. They took mine down, so... And I've seen other major YouTubers. They can't put... They don't want to mess with that, so... But I'll give you a first hand, guys. The mighty, if y'all... I mean... People my age. I mean, they smoke... They smoke... Smoke vape. Well, no. I definitely recommend it. Definitely recommend it. So, uh... Storts and Bix is good. I mean, you used to have the Volcano, so I definitely recommend the Volcano... Uh, the mighty. So I have to charge it up, though. And then it like vibrates like a phone. See, just turn it back off. I'll probably do it uh, when we finish out the podcast. Okay, I'm gonna pause that. <laughs> Even though I closed off it. Alright, go back over here. Alright, we can see on the video. Biden campaign had rallies in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Florida. To recap, and it says, and the Trump campaign had rallies in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Four more years. By the way, how about the sky? The sky does look better. Earth forgot. Cans were joined on stage at times by celebrities and family members. You. Yeah, like a little pump later. Lady Gaga and John Legend. Uh, before non buying stamping. The president wants to take full credit for the economy he inherited, but zero blame for the pandemic he ignored. But the job doesn't work that way. Thank you very, very much. We saved two million lives. We understand the disease, and now we opened it up. And we will make America. Show camera handles for a minute. Again. It's time to stand up and take back our democracy. 
And then Joe Biden's uh, slogan is Battle for the Soul of the Nation. That's what I read. We can do this. We can be better than what we've been. We can be who we are at our best. The United States of America. We're going to go in. Yeah, he's been doing like car rallies. And then Trump's, Trump's got all the crowds, man. It's like totally total different scenarios. But it just tells you one thing right there, too. All right, we're going to rest our article here, and we'll set off, guys. President Trump and Democrat nominee Joe Biden planned final appeals on Election Day with Trump slated to call in a Fox News morning show and Biden heading to the key battleground state of Pennsylvania for the one more round of campaigning. Trump and Vice President Pence plan to watch returns Tuesday night at the White House. By Biden and his running mate, Senator Kamala D. Harris, which is Democrat in California, are converging on the Wilmington Dell after separate campaign swings. Harris is scheduled to be in Michigan on Tuesday afternoon. Okay, this is, this is supposed to be 7 a.m. This is a small crowd to start as polls open near Trump's bed and ministry resort. Let's see how long this see. Okay, I gotta finish this for real. Alright, it says morning broke with voters bringing their mail in ballots to town hall here about four now four miles from Trump's private country club, which which the president frankly visits. Four men waiting in line before Deputy Clerk Robin Ray announced it's showtime. Okay. Uh it was 35 degrees. That was a hella code. This is Ray opened the door and Edward Walter six. Oh, I think I read a descriptive here. A graphic designer teacher walked inside. It's great to get in, but I'm disappointed that there's no machines here. There's no machines. What? What you said, I wanted to vote in person today so that it would electronic count today as opposed to being in the count. Oh, so they just have mailing belts? Yeah, I had a machine. I just, I don't know, it's every spot in Texas, but mine had like the machine one. Let's see. There's, I don't want to, they're just doing like their, it says Walter woke up at 5 a.m. when he arrived in the pre-dawn darkness. He wore a face mask and a sign posted on the door noted that masks were required for entry. He said he was very anxious about how the day would end. It's 6.21 a.m. Biden starts election day with a trip to church. Since Biden began his election day by attending an early morning mass with his wife. I didn't know there was an early... Oh, wait. Since when do they do early... Since when do they do church on Tuesdays? I always remember church on Sundays and Wednesdays. Okay. This is... But it says, uh, yeah, Biden began his election day by attending an early morning mass with his wife, Jill, and two of their granddaughters. The Democrat nominee was seen entering St. Joseph on the Brandywine Catholic Church in Wilmington, Dell. Shortly after 7 a.m., he was expected to spend up to an hour at the church. Biden has made his Catholic faith a central fa uh, faucet. Here we go. I'll get the word here.
That doesn't do the word. Facet. Facet, yeah. Facet. Facet. He's a facet. It is central facet of his campaign. After church, he plans to head to Pennsylvania to campaign. Analysis is election day. Here's what the experts are watching on a long night. Says we're heading into the big day with the voters of at least 99 million Americans already in. Today, voters will have one last chance to make their vote, their voice heard. You may have already heard this one before, but it's all about turnout. While Biden's lead over Trump has been remarkably consistent both in nationals and battlegrounds polling, there is a fair share of unknowns and uncertainty in our highly charged and polarized environment, along with a margin of error that could swing either way. The massive increase in early ML voting due to the coronavirus pandemic means the majority of voters for the first time in American history are expected to have cast their ballots before election day. A detail expected to favor Democrats, but with Republicans expected to turn out in droves today. An alias are closely watching turnout to excess rather Republicans will overtake that early advantage in many key states. Uh, suspicious robocall campaign warning people to stay home spooks voters nationwide. Uh, says under unidentified robocaller has placed an estimate through 10 million calls in the past several weeks warning people to stay safe and stay home. Spooking some Americans who said they saw it and it was an attempt to scare them away from the polls on election day. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'll be getting a fuck ton of uh, junk email and a lot of from the polls. About election things too, more than ever. Things for other people too. The barrage of calls all features the same short recorded message. A computerized female voice says the message is a test call before twice encouraged people to remain inside. The verbal calls, which have come from a slew of fake or unknown numbers, began over the summer and intensified in October and now appear to have affected nearly every zip code in the United States. Oh, wow. I haven't even heard about that. This is Biden-Harris to make election day stops in Pennsylvania, Michigan. This is Biden plans to travel to Pennsylvania on Tuesday while Harris is heading to Michigan with both set to make final pitches in battleground states before converging on Wilmington Dell to watch electoral returns. Biden plans to stop in central Pennsylvania, where he was born, in Philadelphia to get out the vote. According to the campaign, Pennsylvania has been among the most fiercely contested states between the Democrat and Republican tickets. Trump carried the state by less than 1.4 years ago, but recent polls have given Biden a narrow edge. Harris, meanwhile, plans to campaign in Detroit. Four years ago, Trump narrowly carried Michigan after what Democrats considered disappointing turnouts in the Detroit area, recent polls have shown Biden leading Trump in the state. The spouses of both members of the Democrat ticket also plan to be on the road Tuesday. Joe Biden is scheduled to make two stops in Florida and South Petersburg and Tampa before traveling to carry N.C. Harris' husband, Doug Imhoff, plans to visit both Detroit and Columbus, Ohio. Uh, saying Trump to host gathering at White House after morning television call-in visit to staffers. 
Since Trump plans to host supporters in the East Room of the White House on Tuesday night, capping an election day during which he also plans to call in to one of his favorite television shows and visit campaign staffers. Trump is scheduled to do a phone interview on Fox News' Fox & Friends in the 7 a.m. hour, returning to the platform he utilized several times in the closing weeks of the campaign. The show gives Trump an opportunity to encourage his supporters to give, get to the polls. Later in the morning, Trump plans to head to Arlington, Virginia with campaign staffers. The plans for an evening gathering at the White House were a relatively late development. Trump had planned on an election night party at his hotel in Washington, but shifted gears. He said because of the city's government pandemic-related restrictions. It says that the U.S. as the U.S. voter votes, the world watches the examining hope. Uh, they have a video that says we asked people around the world if they would vote for Biden or Trump and why. You want to check that out? Looks like it's on YouTube. Uh, it says that Americans get ready to cast their votes to choose a president for the next four years. The whole world's watching closely, especially allies in Europe and rivals such as Russia, China, and Iran which could all expect a very different U.S. foreign policy depending on who wins today's election. So the choice of U.S. president is always a matter of global importance to allies, rivals, training partners, and the web of treaties and institutions that bind countries together. This time, however, the stakes are exceedingly high. This has the feel of an unpouch making moment, said David O'Sullivan. A former European Union ambassador to the United States, America is facing a choice between two very different visions of its sense of self and its place in the world. Very true. Uh, officials prepare for the unpredictable as a tense election day arrives. With tensions flare across the country leading up to election day, officials, experts, and activists have been gearing up for an array of possibilities about what they may face including potential voter intimidation, clashes around the polls, or spiring unrest. It's the unknown that creates all the anxiety for us. Tampa Police Chief Brian Duggan said in an interview Monday, how do you know what's going to happen? There has been widespread emphasis on preparations for Tuesday election and the possibility of fallout with business in cities from New York to Los Angeles warning up as officials brace for the potential of significant civil unrest. Police departments cancel time off and are deploying more officers than usual. Uh, says top Trump advisor bluntly counteracts president on COVID nineteen threat, urging all out response. Says the top White House coronavirus advisor sounded alarms Monday about a new and deadly phase in the health crisis, pleading with top administration officials for more, much more aggressive action, even as Trump continues to assure rally-goers that the nation is rounding the turn on the pandemic. We are entering the most concerning and most deadly phase of this pandemic, leading to increasingly mortality, said the November 2nd report from Deborah Bricks, coordinator of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. This is not about lockdowns. It hasn't been about lockdowns since March or April. It's about aggressive balancement approach that is not being implemented. Burke's internal report shared with top White House and agency officials contradicts Trump on numerous points while the president holds large campaign events with hundreds of attendees, most, most without masks, 
She explicitly warns against them while the president blames rising cases on the more testing. She says testing is flat or declining in many areas where cases are, are, are rising. And while Trump says the United States is rounding the turn, Burks notes the country is entering its most dangerous period yet and will see more than 100,000 new cases a day this week. As appeals, court denies a motion in drive through voting season carers here in Texas. Okay. Uh, it says a federal judge on Monday rejected Republicans' attempt to. Yeah, this is why. Yeah, I read this on my on the post yet uh, earlier yesterday. As a federal judge on Monday rejected Republicans' attempt to evaluate more than 100,000 ballots cast via drive through voting in Harris County, Texas, hometown to Houston, but he also cautioned those who have not yet voted to avoid using those centers on Election Day. If I were voting, I would not vote in a drive through just out of my concern as whether to vote is legal or not, said U.S. District Judge Andrew Yannon, an appointee of President George W. Bush, Noting that the opponent court could overrule him. Yeah, that's why I just went to the uh, the Twitter boxes. Now the drive-thrus. Uh, the plaintiffs in this case, Houston conservative activist Steve Holtz and a handful of GOP candidates appealed the decision to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. The appeals court denied the motion early Tuesday. All right. Says Biden Trump's scrounge for voters as campaigns about an extended battle over ballots. So Trump and Biden conducted a day-long blitz of closing attacks on each other records, and particularly Monday as they raced through a string of mostly northern states that, as in 2016, stood poised to play a defensive role in deciding the next president. The candidates rally su- suffered with barbed and patriotism messages aimed at less regular voters who have yet to cast ballots, came as both campaigns made clear that they expect to continue fighting for public opinion and legal advantage. After polls closed Tuesday as they dispute the rules for counting ballots and they try to shape the nation's acceptance of the final result, Pine campaign leaders said they expected Trump to falsely declare victory Tuesday night before the tabulation of the all-mailed-in ballots, which Democrats have preferred as a method of voting this cycle. Trump campaign advisors urged that Democrats were attempting to play down votes cast in person on Tuesday, which Trump is expected to win and clear the way of, for legal action that could lead to ballots being counted despite arriving after state-mandated deadlines. Uh, says top police officials say NYPD is ready to ensure safety of the polls and on the streets. Uh, say New York, uh, thousands of extra police officers will be at hand to ensure fairness. In order on election day, Chief Terrence Mahan said in a videotape statement posted on Twitter, make no mistake, the NYPD will be out ensuring the safety of all people on the property. The department's highest uniform officer said, Officers are fully prepared to protect every person's right to vote. He noticed, so please feel safe while you cast your ballot. In the city, the police department and board of elections are primarily responsible for poll site security during early voting. Officers on patrol were posted at the 88 polling sites, which received more than 1 million early voters on Tuesday. 1,200 polling sites will be open. Monahan 
allude to the possibility of unrest either during the day or an uncertainty about the results of linger, lingers while voters are counted, or votes are counted. Uh, the process is expected to be lengthier than usual. NYPD will have additional officers ready to respond to any type of incident, he said. They will, as always, facilitate peaceful protests and stop anyone who wants to cause violence or destruction. Mayor Bill de Blasso said in his uh, daily address Monday that there will be no specific election day threats. I want to copy that real quick. I want to see if I got that right. Bill de Blasio. Yeah, Bill de Blasio. Alright, scroll down here. It says, up to 2,600 ballots in Alabama, largest county may be tossed out. Uh, it says, up to 2,600 ballots in Alabama, largest county may not be counted after a federal appeals court ruling eliminated a waiver option for the Absentee ballots filed during the final three weeks of the election. Alabama expanded absentee voting for Tuesday's election, allowing people who normally who normally must vote in person to file ballots may mail if they are feared exposure to the coronavirus at polling places. The state requires two witnesses or an territory to verify an absentee ballot, but at September 30th, federal court ruling allowed an option for voters to sign a waiver instead. Two weeks later, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit reinstated the witness requirement. So they just changed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but some voters in Jefferson uh, County, which included Birmingham, were not notified of the change until an October 24th article in BuzzFeed News flagged the issue. Uh, the Alabama Secretary of State's office directed county op- officials to note or to not count absentee ballots postmarked after October 13th if they were filed using the waiver unless the affected voter fixed the issue at the absentee voting manager's office or filed a provisional ballot at the polls. The count is expected to go late into the night in Jefferson County. So Jefferson County is the home of Sin Doug Johns, Alabama, who is a widely considered the most vulnerable Democrat incumbent in the country. Let's see, it's the last section of here. It says, NC law enforcement agencies sued for allegedly intimidating voters. Uh, it says, Durham NC civil rights activists in North Carolina sued the leaders of two local law enforcement agencies late Monday, two days after officers broke up a peaceful march to the polls with disparal orders, pepper spray, and arrest. Two lawsuits filed in the U.S. District Court allege Allege, alleged that the Graham Police Department and Elements County Sheriff's Office intimidated voters and kept them from the polls on the last day of early voting and the same day of registration and voting. What does it represent in terms of civil rights violations is one of the most irrigators, if not the most... Egregious. Egregious. One of the most egregious, if not the most egregious. It says it twice. I'm like, why this? Egregious, and that is voter suppression in the voter intimidation. 
said Elizabeth Haydix, an attorney for the Lars Committee of the Civil Rights Under Law, which brought one of the actions along with the American Civil Liberties Union of North Carolina. There is no justification for the use of the force that we saw. The second loss lawsuit was filed by the NNACP the Rev. Greg Demerite, a minister from nearby Greensboro, is a plaintiff in the first case. He was leading 400 adults in the children to an early voting station on Saturday. As part of a I Am Change march, the group had paused at a Confederate monument in lynching site in downtown Graham, where they held a silent vigil. Uh, followed by a rally, officers from the two agencies tried to disperse them despite their permit, saying the group's pr- presence was embedded traffic. They then de- uh, deployed pepper spray and arrested 23 people. Man. Yeah, that's insane. But I guess that is wrapping up what's currently going on for the election 2020 live updates. Coming up by the last couple hours, so... I want to bring it up here. So, guys, we know by the end of today, we'll be hearing this parade everywhere. on Talks in the Pod. Thank you so much for joining us here on Talks in the Pod. Be sure to share this podcast to everyone that you know. Go out there and vote. And until next time, peace. Play my outro. Go out and vote.
My life is lovely, now I'm focused on me You said you were about to die, I guess the car is on E But see, I ain't even tripping, cause I just chose to believe That somebody gon' come around and give me just what I need I don't wanna see you frowning, see you looking down and out Coming to me crying, saying you miss having me around Gave you chances and you blew it, you so easily influenced All the times you told me beat it, now you gotta face the music, I'm saying